0: Ready to Real Estate, a TREB podcast. Hear stories, uncover insights, and tune into interviews on key issues that impact realtors and all of us. Join us as we discover how people, properties, and communities all come together to build the future of real estate. Hi everyone, it's Jason Mercer, TREB's Chief Market Analyst. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Ready to Real Estate. Get ready for a bonus episode. From door-to-door sales to landing on the cover of Forbes magazine and becoming one of Time's 100 most influential people to inspiring us all with generous gifts to her staff, Sarah Blakely is a unique, one-of-a-kind, inspirational business dynamo. Entrepreneur, philanthropist, business powerhouse, founder and executive chairwoman of the intimate apparel business, Spanx, Sarah sat down for a one-on-one interview with Treb president, Kevin Krieger. Sarah, you have
1: an incredible story. Over the past 20 years, you've built Spanx into a billion dollar global brand. Along the way, you've negotiated the purchase of a basketball team, been serenaded by Olivia Newton John at your wedding, and started a foundation to support women around the world. It's hard to know where to start. But for those who don't know, how did your business career begin?
2: <laughs> wow, when you say it like that, I have to pinch myself. That's really, I, I just. Um... I will tell you, it started, I grew up on a beach. I grew up on Clearwater Beach in Florida, and I always wanted to be a lawyer. My father was a lawyer, so I used to watch him in the courtroom, the closing arguments, and that was my dream. And I just happened to be a really bad test taker, Kevin. So I bombed the LSAT, not once, but twice, and didn't end up going to law school. I ended up going to Disney World with my college degree and trying out to be goofy. (laughs) naturally, right? (laughs) And um, you have to be 5'8 in order to be goofy at Disney World, and I am only 5'6". So um, I got the part of a chipmunk. I worked at Disney World for three months, and then I sold fax machines door-to-door for seven years. And I would get kicked out of buildings all the time. I got escorted out of buildings. I mean, 100% cold call selling. Um, And one day in particular, I pulled off the side of the road after a really bad day of cold calling And I remember thinking, I'm in the wrong movie. Call the director, call the producer, cut. This is not my life. I went back to my apartment and I wrote down in my notebook. um, I asked myself what I was good at. And the only thing I could think of in my good column was sales. So I said to myself, why are you good at sales, Sarah? And why do you enjoy sales? And what came to my mind was I enjoy giving something or selling something to someone that improves their life. Or, or, you know, does something for them. So once I had that moment, I wrote in my journal that night, I'm going to invent a product that I can sell to millions of people that will make them feel good.
1: Incredible.
2: And that is literally the background. I'm a failed attorney, tried to be goofy, <laughs> you know, and then I sold fax machines door to door. And that one particular night, I didn't have my idea, of course. So I looked up and I said, universe, present me the idea and I won't squander it. Like, just give me the idea. And as soon as you give me the idea, I'll go. And it was two years later of still cold calling and selling fax machines that I cut the feet out of control top pantyhose one night in Atlanta, Georgia, so that I could wear my white pants to a party. Because women know everything shows under white pants. We don't know what to wear under them. So I solved an undergarment issue. I was a frustrated consumer. And that's how a lot of entrepreneurs become entrepreneurs. We're frustrated consumers. And um, and that's how spank started.
1: Well, mindset definitely is key. There's lots of talk about the role failure plays in success. And I understand it's a lesson you learned early on from your father. Can you tell us about that? Sure. Um,
2: yeah, I had kind of an unconventional dad in the, in the sense that at the dinner table growing up, my dad would ask my brother and me what we had failed at. And he would literally be disappointed. He'd be like, so what did you guys fail at this week? And if I didn't have something to tell him, Kevin, he would actually be disappointed. And I can remember so many times where I would be at the dinner table and I would say, Dad, Dad, I tried out for this and I failed. And he'd go, way to go and give me a big (laughs) high five. At the time, I thought he was crazy. But then I realized that I grew up, he was redefining failure for us. And I think so many of us spend a, at least a majority of our childhood, if not entire life, wanting to get our parents' approval. We don't want to disappoint our parents. So he really gave us such a big gift of like, if failure's the goal, like I've got nothing to lose. And so for me and my brother, failure became about not trying versus the outcome. And then anytime we did fail at something, my dad would always go an extra step at the dinner table and say, so what did, what was the gift? What did you learn? What happened? And I'd say, oh, I didn't make the cheerleading team, but I was in line with another girl and neither one of us made it. And now like, she's one of my best friends and you go, oh, so you got a new best friend from failing at that, you know? And so I just, I realized it wasn't really ever about the outcome. It was just about not trying.
1: That's brilliant. Why do you think failure is the number one fear for people starting out in their journeys as entrepreneurs?
2: I've thought a lot about this. You know, there's there's two or three main fears that humans, all of us humans, share in common. And I think number one is, you know, public speaking, fear of failure. Um, and I think, you know, fear of flying, which I happen to have. Um, I think that fear of failure stems from fear of being embarrassed. When I really, When it really boils down to it, we don't want to fail because we don't want to be embarrassed. And so then I think, well, what, what is the root of being embarrassed? It's really caring so deeply about what usually strangers think about us, people we don't even know. And so we are only here for such a short period of time in you know the gift of life. So I thought, I really don't want to go through my life fearing being embarrassed. And so I will actually even, I embarrass myself all the time. It happens often. Um, And when I don't feel like I've been embarrassed recently, I will literally like try to purposely embarrass myself just because I want it to lose its power over me. And I found that by sharing embarrassing moments, Kevin, if they lose their power, you know, I think a lot of times if we do something embarrassing, our first instinct is to, to hide it not talk about it, just hope it goes away. Like you just fell in the middle of a mall or whatever. Like this just didn't happen. But if you stop and you make it a great story, I find that embarrassing moments are the number one way to connect with other humans. And in sales, that's like, I love that. That's always like, I was always looking for opportunities to connect deeply with people quickly. And so telling them a story of me doing something ridiculous always seemed to help break the ice.
1: You say that there are socializers relators, directors, and thinkers. Can you tell us about each and how best to sell to them?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think most people have a one in four chance to close a sale because you're selling one out of four times to someone who's a lot like you. So the real trick is not projecting what you would want and how you would want someone to sell to you, um, but to figure out the other three types of people. And so um, a socializer is someone who really wants to know you, get to know you, understand you a little bit before um, they feel comfortable buying from you or entering in that kind of a relationship. A relator wants to um, connect with you on a deeper level. They want to be able to relate to you or relate to something in your life. Um, Maybe oftentimes they want to relate to other consumers that you've sold to. Um, thinkers are my toughest to sell to because they, uh, love to analyze data and details. And oftentimes they want to know everything about what you're selling, whether it's relevant to them or not. And so I would project how I want to be sold to onto thinkers. Cause I'm more of a director and a director wants you to be very concise to the point And like, what are the two or three things, two or three things that are going to impact me with whatever it is you're selling me. And let me, let me make a decision on that. And thinkers want to know, they want to read the manual. They want to know all the details. And I'd be like, no, you're never even going to use that feature. Here's what, you know. And then I kept losing sales to thinkers. And then I regrouped and was like, this is really important to them. And I need to change my style. So... There's four different types of people in life. You know, once you really think about it that way, it helps you understand people. There's so many cues, even in people's offices or now in their Zoom background that can really tip you off to even, I oftentimes knew what kind of person I was selling to before they even spoke to me just from looking at their office.
1: Sarah, it's been fascinating hearing your story. You're always looking around for new ideas and new opportunities. You're an incredible inspiration. All of our members appreciate you taking the time to join us today. We look forward to hearing about your future accomplishments, your next chapter. I'd say good luck, but I think you make your own. Thank you so much.
2: Oh, thank you, Kevin. I really appreciate it. Thank you, everybody.
0: Thanks to Kevin and Sarah for sharing your inspirational business story and the lessons you've learned along the way in building a global brand. And thanks to all of you for listening in. Don't miss an episode. Subscribe to Trev's Ready to Real Estate podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to all of you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. That's it for us. Be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, Google, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to follow us on social media and visit our website, trev.ca that's trreb.ca to find market insights and more this has been another episode of ready to real estate and thanks for tuning in